Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the collaboration of Bronx Sports Jedi Network, A to Z Media, all sports, all talk, all the time. Let's run the intro. We hope to see you. Let's get it. Salute, everybody. We are live and in color from the Jedi Studios here, our first collaboration program, BX Sports Jedi Network, A to Z Media. Salute to all the Jedi Sports and Jedi family and A to Z Nation. Salute everyone that welcome aboard. Z, what's up, man? Not much, man. Riding off a high from my Cowboys, riding off a high from my channel. And I just wanted to thank you. Thank you to the A to Z Media Network, the family over my channel that for hitting me 11,000 views on my first watch along stream and uh, over a hundred likes doubled my subscriber count. And I don't, you know, it's all about you guys and, and it's all Kevin helping me. I got a great team and uh, over there and I got a great fan base. So I just wanted to thank everybody and thank Kev for giving us that. And everybody subscribe to both of us. You know, we're doing this as a team. It's probably going to be a weekly thing, and I'm excited, man. I'm excited. What's going on? I want to salute James Ultra in the building, Caden, and White Falcon. Salute, man. White Falcon, man. I heard the bad news of PG-13, but we'll get to basketball. We're going to talk about all sports, guys, so bear with us. With the, you know, We're going to start off with football, and we're going to do basketball, but just bear with us. Tolerate us a little bit because um, we're coming off a big high on the football network yesterday from A to Z Media. They had 11,000 uh, viewers. You know, double their subscribers. So football on his content, on his channel, 
is going really good. But I lot we got a lot to talk about the NBA. We're going to talk about the NBA in whole. So I I am excited. But let's get let's get the first the rice and beans out of the way so we can get into the into the into the main course, which is the NBA. But let's start off with the with the National Football League. You know, a game that we saw to me personally, and it's to me I call it the the septic bowl. The septic bowl is the New York Jets against the. Jaguars, because I guys, unfortunately, I am a Jet Giant fan. So I'm going to talk a little bit about them. So tolerate it with me a little bit there. So shout out, shout out. Yes, indeed. So Z, last night, yesterday afternoon, oof, the Jets played the Jaguars last yesterday. They they got a, a, a squeezing cheeks victory over them. Ooh, you know, oof. Salute to John Hoffner in the John, building. John did the Redskins. <laughs> it's a football team, but no, they did not win. John was wonderful from our, one of our friends from the Canadian border. So salute to John from last night in the program with us. Zach, woof, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, the one to pick in the draft. What's your thoughts on that game before we get some numbers in? Well, I thought, you know, both teams are going through a lot of uh, turmoil. Um, they're, they're, they've been had a reputation of a little bit more poorly run organizations. No offense, Kev. But, um, you know, in my, in my opinion, the team with the better head on their shoulders prevailed. Um, the Jet, I know they're both bad teams right now fighting for draft position. But, you know, the Jets have – I know you're not sold on Robert Sala yet, but I, I think he's a really good young coach in the making. Um, I think they got a better organization now that they've gotten rid of, you know, all the tumultuous people from last uh, reign. And – the Jaguars are still, they just fired their head coach who just kicked their own, his own kicker in the face. You know, they, they got all sorts of stuff going on down there. They should have went for just the extra point instead of going for two a few times. And that cost them in that game. But the team that played better football as far as, and was a more well-run organization that had less turmoil was the one that came out on top. Kev, I think both young quarterbacks are very talented. I think they got some building blocks. They just got to, build around their quarterbacks and they'll end up being good teams in the distant future. Yeah. It, you, you said it well said there. I, I, I you know, doubt, uh, you know, uh, I just want to answer a question to John, John, uh, who you got tonight, the uh, Saints plus 20 plus three and a half or Dolphins. I'll take the Dolphins and the over. I think they're yeah. going to cover. I think they'll win tonight. Um, <laughs> you know, they're on a hot streak. They did seven in a row. Coach Flores. I like it. Um, put your money on the Dolphins. Remember, bet with your head, not over your head, guys. You know, I'm just a, a just a guy who who watches sports. I'm not a guru, but you know, but if I if me personally, if I my you know free money three three and a half point, I, I'll take the Dolphins. I, I right. think I like Tua by by uh, by you know I think they win by by six point victory. Uh, 20, 24, 17, somewhere around there. Yeah, oh, he um, took the Saints. Okay. All right. You think it's going to be a closer game? He also took the Redskins last night. I mean, the football team last night. My apologies. John's got me messing up. Plex but, um, server. Salute, Plex. Salute, salute. Yes, yes. Salute, Plex. How are so, you doing? Back to the game last yesterday. You know, both guys pretty much almost evenly matched there. Um, you mm -hmm. know, the, the Jets as a whole, as a team, they had 378 total yards on offense. 100 was passing and 273 yards rushing. Me as a Jet fan, I love it. You know, you know, it's it's not the most sexiest. It's not the most prettiest. It could be boring. I watched the game. Yes, I'm one of the few that still watches uh, New York Jet football. You know, I had both. I had a, a split screen between between the Septic Bowl and the Porta Potty Bowl between uh, Philadelphia and the Giants. You know, I mm -hmm. hate. I love my Giants. I love my Jets, but I got to call it as it is. They were they were they, they were. It wasn't a pretty sight last night. But both games, you know, at 
I loved it. 273 yards rushing for New York. They averaged 6.3 yards per per play on offense. They had 18 first downs. They were 4 of 12 and three-point conversions and 3 of 5 for fourth down conversions. You know, they only allowed one sack. They, they had seven penalties for only 94 yards. They had 27 minutes of time of possession. Zach Wilson was 14 out of 22 with 102 yards. He had a touchdown. He also um, carried the ball for four times for 91 yards. You know, he averaged around 22.8 yards uh, uh, running play, and he had a running touchdown. So, salute G-Man in the building. Salute. Happy holidays, my main man G-Man. You know, so, oof. You know, so the Jets, you saw that. Uh, Michael Carter as well, 16 carries for 118 yards. Finally, the Jets got someone. I think it's been over four years that they have someone finally running over 100 yards uh, uh, and average 7.4 yards a carry. And, you know, they, they spread the wealth. They had... Coleman run for 14 carries, 57 yards, 4.1 yards rushing. And Boston Berrios had a 104-yard kickoff return. You know, he played really well. Like, he needs he's he's playing that he wants a job next year, and it showed. And for the for the Jets, they held Terrence Lawrence 280 yards, 26 out of 39 passing. Um, nothing right home about. They were 250. They, they 252 passing yards, 132 yards rushing for the, for the Jaguars, a 5.4. Uh, yards per play. They had 27 first downs. There were six of 13 for third down conversion. And they actually were two for three for four, fourth down um, uh, conversions. And they had only one penalty for 10 yards. So, right. wow, 14. What your games? That which they and, and they were and close. They didn't, they, win, they, yeah. they didn't win, but they were close there. For um, and my take with the New York Giants, I mean, uh, we'll get to the Giants in a moment too, because I know the big man, G Man, is in the building. So, we'll like to, uh, I know he would like to hear what we have to, what I have to think about the Giants, you know. So, <laughs> at least what you have to think. I don't know if he yeah. wants to hear what I have to think. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the Jets, it's, I want to see how. Zach Wilson finishes out the season. How does he look on 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 offense? If he's making the right throws, the right reads, you know, hitting his 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 uh, receivers in stride, and how the how this and I, right now I kind of like the way the offensive line is helping him, and, and and I only allow one sack, although a couple hurries. But one thing that that shows really good line achievement is the two hundred plus yards in total rushing for the running backs. That means there's they they could ground and pound going into next season. Keep the line intact. Add a little sprinkles, and I like where we're going with that. Now, the off the, on the defensive side, Zach, I like you know our safeties are really raw, but they're playing, they're learning, they're learning on baptism on the fire. They ever since they inserted, they've been playing a little more better. They're, they're the cornerbacks, and also I think with a year progress, another year training camp offseason program, and adding a couple guys in the draft and maybe a few uh, free agent safety or whatsoever. You know, Marcus May returning, and I think. We'll be okay. I think the Jets are trending up the right way. I, I like McCannon. Smart moves. Every draft, if you look at his draft, all you know, he's all the guys he bought in making the deals. He turned Jamal Adams, who was a hybrid linebacker, into a first-round pick. You know, and, and phenomenal move. And bringing on players in here, the two Michael Carters are going to be both well, really good players for this team. But the safety and the the corner and the uh, the running back, they both named Michael Carter in the late rounds. So that's is where you you know if you're progressing is in your late rounds of your pick draft picks. And so far, you could see that they they're developing slowly. Uh, it's not to our liking because I personally, as a Jet fan, I want to see my team already in contention at least and be more competitive next year. As a, as a team, they have to show us they're competitive and stay within games going forward. Well, you know. They, you know, they have. They, they've showed that they could be competitive in games. Um, they showed that they drafted well, but they've also added depth, quality depth, well in the right positions. Mike White, former Cowboy draft pick, had a really good game for the Jets this year. Showed he could be a backup. Um, you had 
you got Tevin Coleman from the 49ers, who is a really good running back. You have you have a bunch of different guys who are good, but and and to both the to both of your teams with the um with 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 the to both the teams with the Jets and the Jaguars, as far as is concerned, they just need talent in the draft. They need to continue to go best um best player available. They need to continue to just get get acquired talent and and cut cap casualties. For example, like Miles Jack for for the Jaguars and um and uh, CJ Mosley for the Jets look to move them because although they're really good football players, they're more suited on a contending team. Um, and and they're just eating up salary cap for your team at this point. You need to get young guys and like you said, throw them into the fire. Continue to have them learn. Then you know, and it's and it's it's. I'm anxious to see how much time they give Zach Wilson and and Sala and and the organization in New York to actually build something because you hit on it. They were they're real. They're drafting really well. It's just going to take time. They always say. I mean, I always say. I don't know if they always say, but it takes five plus years to build a dominant program, whether it's college, football, high school. You need you need more time than two, three seasons. So hopefully they give them some time. I'm glad you mentioned that. This is the second year of Douglas as general manager. He's got a six year deal with mm-hmm. the Jets, and when he took the job, he you know one. Well, I think it, it was um, not Woody Johnson, um, the other Johnson brother, um, said, "Listen, if you're going to hire me as a general manager, I need six years. I need you to guarantee me six years because I'm going to need that full complementary time to build you something. You know, the first year we know it took a hiccup with Adam Gase and so forth. This is year two, Salah. You know, the jury's still out. You know, um, the only thing I want to see teams are a little more competitive." But but they're showing progressing later down the road. He's supposed to be a defensive guru, and the defense really stunk for the New York Jets. That's my only concern in that aspect. I think uh, you know uh, Rule as the offensive coordinator, not bad, heading the right direction. He's also young, first time as an offensive coordinator. Um, and, and you know, I'm mean, excuse me, Lafleur. I said Rule. I said Lafleur. Lafleur. So yep. I was thinking of Matt Rule. So Lafleur, the young Matt Lafleur, and, and I can see that he's a young head coach, and I hope that. He he learns second year, develop more. I think he's gonna be more hungry to be more creative, more innovative. And I think the Jets next year, you know, that's you know, I think you're gonna see improvement, at least competitive in more games going forward. Now, we talked about the, you know, I guess not so good. Um, we'll talk about you know the ugly. We talked about the bad now. Let's talk about the ugly. I'm sorry, big blue. Big blue is a little bit, a little bit on the ugly side. Um it's reminding me of the 70s, you know, the Giants in the 70s. Wow, dysfunction. They learn, you know, they're they're they they took first of all, they took a, a defeat in the uh Porter Potty Bowl at the Meadowlands yesterday, 34 to 10 to the to the stinky Eagles, you know, the, the manure-eating Eagles. And the Giants, we have questions. You know, the Giants are looking like as if they're gonna get a new GM. They're you know, Joe Judge, of course, of course, Willington Mara says he might stay. You know, give them the do- uh, endorsement to return, which I think I'm okay with that. But you sure about that? I'm okay with Joe Judge. Let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to elevate the young, the young assistant GM and runner manager. I, I escapes my name and allowed Gettleman to retire. Although Gettleman, be honest with you, does not deserve to have a, to go out gracefully with retirement. He should have been fired because his record as a general manager stunk. I think he's, you know, whatever, four and something. He's terrible. He's just terrible. You know, you you we could talk about Saquon Barkley being um, drafted, and that's another situation. I don't think you cut personally, you don't cut Saquon Barkley. Here's the reason you let him go to the fifth year, because either way, it's gonna be a seven million dollar cap hit. 
what you do is you bring him back. You you want to in, incorporate him in the special teams, running pound back, or you know just use him um, third down. You know, there's only seven million dollars. You could probably move him for that kind of money for one year and try to get a fourth round pick. Although you, you're selling him for for you know nickels for the on the dollar, but for, in that case, just keep him. One more year, let him go on to prove it. You know, and one thing about Saquon Barkley, he's showing us that he's going back, turning back the clock. And why? When usually you have the Achilles rupture, it takes two years of recovery to in order to get back. You know, um, some players were break the narrative, but you, you, you now you he I, it might be a, he might need two years to recover for Saquon Barkley. Now the quarterback next season, next you enough with the Glennon situation. I know Fromm did not look at all good. You know, the offensive line, it was atrocious. I think the Nate Solder experiment, he needs to go. Um, I think they need to, this upcoming year in the draft, uh, they got a couple of three first-round picks. If you're them, you really got to get some strong offensive linemen, and you need a pass rusher. And we'll break that down later in the future. I can't wait to to break it down with Michigan and, and so forth. They have a lot, a lot of good players, offensive linemen, defensive tackles, defensive linemen that, go, that get to the quarterback. And they also need to beef up that offensive line big time, especially if they want to run the football. I think, you know, we're, we're an East Coast team. We need to run the football. Uh, we need a, a player who, a game manager for now, a stopgap. And I don't think in this draft coming up, I don't. I don't see a, a, a franchise quarterback, Zach. Um, I see. A, I see one that has a chance, but as far there was a lot to break. That was a lot to break down. So, for the Giants, the problem I had with them against the Eagles is you know you're probably going to lose that game. The Eagles are fighting for a playoff spot. You guys have nothing to play for. Um, why is Mike Lennon even in the game? No, no offense to Mike Lennon, he's a journeyman backup, but he always will be that. Jake Fromm was a seventh round pick of the Colts, of Indianapolis Colts, I believe. Could be wrong, but Indiana, you know, he was a seventh round pick that never got a shot, was on multiple different um, teams. So, you know, he never really got a chance in the regular season and he looked good in the in last week's game. So you give him a chance against a playoff team. Yeah, he might look bad, but there's no reps like game reps. And, and what does it matter if you lose the game? You're, you're getting a better draft pick. So you find out what you have in him. Maybe you have him as a cheaper option for a backup over Mike Lennon. But when it comes to them, Andrew Thomas was a good pick. They got to get another tackle. They got to, they, and and people need to stop just blaming the quarterback when things go wrong. I get it. I make fun of Daniel Jones. I call him Danny Turnovers more than I call him Danny Dimes. But when you're not getting blocked for, when your running back is a uh, overhyped pile of garbage. No offense, that's the Cowboys talking. Saquon's horrible. He's big for no reason. He, he try. He don't. Instead of running people over, he tries to go side to side. He's too cute. Um, he 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 doesn't do what his body's built him is built for. Um, you need to get rid of him. You need to, because Devontae Booker has ran harder and better than him this whole season. So, I mean, you have running game. You need to get rid of him. He's going to have a big contract coming up. You have to get linemen. You have to continue to get receivers. But uh, Kenny Galladay has been a problem with drops, and Evan Ingram has been a horrible drop issues. So when you're throwing the ball, the receivers are dropping passes. You're, you're getting hit. You're getting hurt because linemen won't block for you. I'd like to see Daniel Jones come back on an option, on his player option, before they sign him. Give Draft a few uh, offensive linemen and get some more weapons and see what he's got. See what he's got when he's actually being protected. Because in the games that I've watched and he's been protected for, he's had good games. You know, he's a dual-threat quarterback. Taking care of the ball is an issue for every young quarterback, short of a few that I can name off the top of my head that were all-time greats or going to be all-time greats. 
But even, you know, Patrick Mahomes is still young and take turnovers are an issue for even him this year. So it happens when you're running for your life, turnovers are an issue. But they're, I think, I'm not too sold on their coach. I think he's just, I think he was another failed Belichick coaching tree gone wrong. And I think you'll see him back in New England as soon as he's fired from the Giants. But um, they need a no nonsense, motivating coach that's a, also a player's coach that helps that helps develop Daniel Jones. And and um, I don't know, the Mara family is a very good organization, a good family. They'll get it right. It's not a matter if it's when. Um, they're normally a well-run organization. As long as they draft right, I think they have a chance. Well, I'm glad we, you mentioned uh, Joe Judge. Billington Mara, um, John Mara, excuse me, said, Mara said uh, he wants stability. He doesn't, you know, one of his big mistakes, he didn't allow Ben McAdoo time to as, implement his team. You know, you can't win in the NFL hiring and firing coach after two years. You got to let them play out. You got to let them coach. You got to let them see, um, build a program. And if you keep changing, we've seen it with our New York Knicks, you know, the changing of the quarter of the of the head coach, changing this and changing that every two years, every year. And all you do is you spin in the hamster wheel, hamster's wheel of turd. And you don't want to be in a hamster wheel of turd. You want stability. You want winning. And I think give give Judge another year here. You bring you elevate the 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 assistant GM. Let him be the general manager for you know you give him a two year deal, but it's really one year. Prove it, and we'll see where, where what we do, what we attack. Um. So so we definitely 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 got you on that. Um. um attack and listen to what Mara says. Let him do. Let him. Or build the program here, and then after next year, you're not competitive. And this is what Mara, the Mara family, and the Giants always um, pride themselves. Do are we playing meaningful football in December? That was their that's their mantra. Kelvin T. Jones, salute Kelvin T. Jones, salute Jay Boogie as well. Uh, and of course, G Man and, and White White Falcon in the building. So I want to salute you guys. Thank you for for uh, joining, and thank you for getting that chat busy there. So we appreciate you guys. We watch, we see um, and. The Giants, they 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 gotta go with that mantra. They gotta have stability. You can't look at look at, and I'm not saying we're we're and these guys um, pride themselves in being one of the the royalty of the NFL. The Rooney out in Pittsburgh, they only have a handful of coach. They don't change coach often. They you know I think what they had four coaches in the whole franchise at at, at best, maybe three if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Yep. You know and, and stability. Let the guy build, rebuild, and have program. I think Judge is a no nonsense head coach. He's good, but he he his mistake and not his mistake. I, I want to blame them the ownership. They put in Jason Garrett in here. Now, Freddie Kitchens didn't show anything either. And also, you know, when my point is they needed to have him bring his own judge, bring his own offensive coordinator, his own offensive line coach. It all started last year, the ripple with uh, Colombo being let go and, and so forth. And then, you know, Garrett stood there. Garrett was used as a scapegoat. Don't, yep. get, don't get me wrong. He was in the scapegoat fault. of this whole season. It was not his fault. And matter of fact, with Jake Fromm, um, going forward, I would have liked Jason Garrett to be the offensive coordinator here because, yep. you know, Ket Freddie Kitchen was supposed to be this guy that was going to innovate. Um, oh, we're going to get him like Baker Mayfield, and we're going to, you know, he get him great going. Job with that in Cleveland, great job. Right? And, and he never got to play with, with him. He got his, his neck injured. So, And also that's a big mystery, Zach. Now with, with, with the quarterback, you know, Jones, is he going to be healthy enough? What kind of severity is that neck injury? Is there is this life threatening or, or I mean career threatening? I mean, excuse me, that might not be the same. You know, we know about neck injuries; they could be tricky. 
And and the thing that worries me, there is no quarterbacks out there, but um, stop gaps. You want to see Teddy Bridgewater? Everyone loves to throw that name around. Oh, we got Teddy Bridgewater. It's a stopgap. You know, if you want, and and do you, then you're going to have to have Teddy Bridgewater and you're going to have to have a, a young kid that you think has a potential or 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 an ability that might surprise us. So it, it is a lot, and, and it still looks bleak for the for the New York for the New York Giants. It still looks uncertain. You know, you're also gonna have Mitchell Trubisky out there. You know, I, you know, you know, you know, and then there's the names, the sexy names, the dream names, Russell Wilson. But then that means you're gonna give up your whole entire draft for you, all those nice picks. You you know, for yeah, he might you might win for your window is gonna be go. It's gonna go to two year type of window. But then after that, you're building. You're back at. You're back at the hamster wheel of turf, you know. So and you're your not going to win that? a Super Bowl. You're not going to win a Super Bowl if you trade for Rodgers or Wilson or any of those. I mean, Rodgers has a better team in in Green Bay, and and Wilson's showing you what he can do with a terrible team in in, in Seattle right now. He's which is nothing. They're both on the twilight of their career. Um, and if you take them to the Giants, when you get the whole team. <laughs> They're just going to be running for their life, just like Daniel Jones, and they're going to be hurt, just like Daniel Jones. So you actually have to build it right. You have to draft, and even if you get rid of Daniel Jones, you're going to be set back if you get a franchise quarterback or you get whoever in the next draft that you think's going to be the guy. He's going to come in just like Daniel Jones did to a terrible team who's not going to block for him, who's not going to do anything for them, not going to put him in a good position to succeed, and you're going to be saying the same thing in three months. Um, I think. If you have an opportunity to get an Aaron Rodgers, I think you might listen. You might have to listen to that conversation. And reason is because you, yeah, you will get, you will get at least, you will get at least at the second round at minimum. Second round but of the playoffs. With what playoff. team? Who's he gonna? Who's he gonna block for him? Who's gonna catch the ball? It's well, you, you could, thing. you, you could bring in linemen. You could, you could get some linemen. Remember the NFL. What beauty about the NFL? I know it's a salary crap league, and, and the salary cap. You know, free agency starts in March. Then you have your draft. Then you have your second round of draft cuts, you know, cap cap casualties that you could sign on the cheap. Guys that want to stay in the league and pick up on a job, you could p- pick up linemen and, and bring guys in here and so forth. And 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 you could, I know you, it's not you're going back to the hamster wheel of turds, but there is not right now a young franchise quarterback. The only name oh. that I could think of too, if and, and you're hoping that Rodgers do go into into San Francisco, like they're saying. Then you got Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, Garoppolo with Joe Judge. And, and he's not the sexy name either. And I know, guys, you're going to say he's not the, the franchise quarterback. But this draft class doesn't allow it to have and, – and you can't say even the Saquon Barkley draft class. Nobody, no one knew that 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 Lamar Jackson was going to be this kind of quarterback because he was taken later. Almost 30th. the whole league – 30th. Almost the whole league passed on him as well. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo – is better than Daniel Jones's guys, or or or, uh, or you? It's either be Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, um, or you bring back Daniel Jones, who knows the system. Kenny Kenny Pickett is a guy. If you're going to draft a quarterback this year, he's going to be a really he's going to be the best quarterback in this draft. Kid from Pittsburgh, he was a Heisman finalist. Um, worked hard. Um, had a had a had a bad couple, not bad, average first couple of years at at Pitt in his fifth year senior. Um, ended up in the Heisman conversation with the best. I mean, he's he's the best, most pro-ready quarterback. Um, he's going to be really, 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 really good. And if if you can get him, he's mobile. Um, he's smart. He's the fake slide guy. He he's, he's he's quick on his feet. You can end up doing something with him if you and if you uh, build a team, continue to build a team around him. And you could have him for a decade plus. If, if I'm the Giants, 
I'm, ma- I'm making a run at uh, Kenny Pickett. Okay. And also, I just mentioned Lamar Jackson. He has not signed an extension in, in the Ravens also. I'm not saying he's going to leave the Ravens. That's a ridiculous move. But he's also could be out there. You never know. You know, I know I've told Giants fans, you do not, do not, do not want to take um, uh, Lamar, uh, the, the, the young man in, in Texas. Uh, um, oh, my, Deshaun Watson. Excuse me. Deshaun Watson. Stay no, away because there's a lot of leg- illegal issues with him. You know, we don't know. The league hasn't uh, addressed it. If he's going to be suspended by, you know, what's the situation? There's still a, a criminal investigation, a civil investigation as well in the city of Texas. So great talent. If he didn't have the off-shield problems, I wanted him for the Jets, to be honest with you. You know, but it is what it is, you know. So it sucks because we don't know who we, we want to see. I want to see the Giants back and be competitive. Give me some competitive games on the floor. You know, it, it's, it's, and he's a, like G-Man said, he's a dumpster fire. Another, no, no way, no how. Another thing you can do if you're a Giant is um, tread water, like you said, with a Jimmy Garoppolo. Get a guy that's a game manager that's going to not lose you a game. He might not win you many games by himself, but he won't lose you a single game by himself. Um, and tread water and tread water and tread water until, uh, Manning, Cooper Manning's son comes out of the draft, Arch Manning, because that kid is, I think he's two or three years away, maybe four, but that kid is dynamite. He's already, they're already saying he's going to be better than his uncle Peyton and his uncle Eli. He's already saying he's better than both of them. So, and the Mara family, of course, would love to have another relationship with the Mannings. And um, I bet you that's on Giants radar as well. That So they look for him to keep Daniel Jones around for another year or two and, and try to tread water the way they are and build a team around a Manning brother or a Manning family member that's comes to a team that's already assembled maybe. Yeah, so you could see around the league, guys are really, really no, you can't, for quarterbacks. <laughs> you know, there's a, the quarterback play. Everyone needs quarterbacks. It'll be interesting. I think I, I believe this NFL season is going to be a lot of quarterbacks moving, um, rumors and so forth. It will be interesting to see. But as that game last yesterday in in the uh, Porter Party Bowl at the Meadowlands, the Giants lost thirty four to ten. 34 to 10 in your home against a divisional rival. Eagles improved to eight and seven, you know, have a shot at the playoffs. You know, this is where we wanted the Giants to be. If, if we, I wish we could switch, we would have switched position eight and seven. They bought in Jalen Hurts. They, they trusted him to play. They gave him the keys to the, to, to the Ferrari, well, well, to the Pinto, because that's what the Eagles are, Pinto. And, and, and they were eight or seven, you know, on their way to the, to the players. I think they don't make it. I think they, they'll fall short. I think they'll get a flat on the way. Um, but wow, he, you know, he, they, they, Philly, 324 total yards and they passed for only 194 yards passing. They ran for 130 yards, nothing sexy. Got 17 first downs. They were fishing five out of 13 from three, from three down um, conversions. They had, they gave up a sack. Jalen Hurts, nothing sexy. The numbers don't, don't say what, what the heck happened to the Giants, you know, and it's just because we had terrible quarterback play. You can't, you would Jake Fromm only had 25 um, yards passing, or 50, or 25 or 53 yards passing around there. It was terrible. It was just bad. It was bad. I didn't, I had the split screen. I kept more an eye on the Giant, on the Jet game. And it was hard for to try because, my God, that was a rough game. Salute to everyone that was at the, you know, watching that game live in Philly. Ugh, that was just took base, took football back years, took yeah. football back a long time. And this is what gets us frustrated because, Giants are hard to watch. 
and you see other teams bring in their backup quarterbacks, and they move the freaking ball up and down. You had Josh Johnson moving the ball for, for the Ravens, and he was on the Jets' practice squad. You know, it shows that it's the, it's the scheme, it's the offensive system or the play calling because if backup quarterbacks from other organizations that were in practice squad come in from the street and able to still move the ball around and look good, there's something going on um, in, in the offensive scheme coaching-wise. Yeah, and and like you know, it, it's 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 more than that. And to touch on the Eagles too, I wanted to give them some props. When you talk about since week eight, they've been leading the league in rushing yards a game. Um, and and you got Jalen Hurts, who was a really good game manager at Alabama, and opened his game up in um, at Oklahoma when he transferred. Um, you know, you have you have a team that's built perfectly around Jalen Hurts to make the playoffs. You have a good defense. I wouldn't say great, but they have Darius Slay from Detroit who's done better since he's been traded there. You have a, uh, you have a, and Kyle Sheridan salute to the chat. We had just, I had just talked to Bronx about inviting you on. So let's, let's, let's post a link there for, or I'll get the link sent to uh, Kyle. My apologies, but um, just bear with me for a second. Let me make this point, and then I'll do it. But as far as Jalen Hurts, you end up having a team around, and they're playing improved defense. They're running the ball extremely well, and now that you let Jalen Hurts be Jalen Hurts, you know what I mean. Don't don't lose games. Run if he ha- look good through your first two reads. If it's not there, dart off dart off and in, into the second level and get some yards and get first downs. And they've been doing that. They've been beating good teams. They've been beating up on bad teams as they did this week. No offense to the Giants fans, they're a terrible team. But um, you know, it's been it's it's been good to see because it's not just one team in the NFC East this year. You know, the Washington football team's been competitive. The Eagles have been competitive. I ain't gonna speak about my team yet, but we all know. Um, well, as regardless of what it is, at least the NFC East is competitive, and I think the future is trending up for every single team in the division. The Giants just have to make a few critical choices and critical decisions that might not be the easiest decision. It might be a hard decision, but in the long run, it'll be the best decision. And this draft is very important for them. They have a lot of draft picks. They have, a, you know, they got to, you know, I, I, you know, one thing is they have to really collaborate and see what system they want. That's why I want to keep them in their right place. RT basketball slew. And speaking of the NFC East, we want to and yes, I know I am a Giants fan, but I'm going to say it. Congratulations to the Cowboys of winning the, the NFC, the NFC East title. As we saw last night on A to Z Media, phenomenal job. He did the watch along. You know, I helped him produce it. Uh, we did the watch along. Phenomenal, phenomenal, excellent. 11,000-plus uh, 11, viewership, double his sub- subscribers. You know, we see RT Basketball, part of that uh, network. We see uh, many others that are joining us tonight from his from his channel there. The A to Z Nation, Nation you know, the, the A to Z Nation teaming up with the BX Sports Jedi family. So it's wonderful to see both our families together talking football. We're, we're going, guys, we're going to talk about football. Then we're going to go into the uh, basketball, then the Major League Baseball. So we're going to cover everything in a nutshell, but we're not going to be too long um, on, on winter. We want to keep your attention and we want to make sure that you're entertained. But hopefully we'll get Kyle in and we'll like to get his football perspective about his his uh, Patriots. But before we go forward, about before we get um, – let's talk about your Cowboys – 56 to 14 dropping of the Washington football team. Zach, it's all yours, my friend. And if I if I can, just wanted to say real quickly, and as Kyle comes in, hello, Kyle, how have you been? Um, good to see you. 
Um, but you know, I, I just wanted to say for everybody that's, you know, I had, thank you again for the 11,000 views for doubling my subscriber count for helping me reach milestones. I never thought was possible. Um, thank you, Kev for producing. Thank you everybody for just helping me out. But at the same time, I wanted, while we have some time, go follow Kyle at KS realm, Kyle on Twitter while we're here, go my go follow A to Z media network for people on Bronx sports, Jedi's platform. And for people that are tuning in for me and that are going to be tuning in, follow them both subscribe to them both also talking with kpg other great cowboys fans great channel great content so salute to them but as far as my cowboys go man we, we did what i thought it was a trap game i thought it was going to end up being since they found out about a half hour to 45 minutes before the game that they had already clinched thank you to the las vegas raiders um i thought they were going to come out and lay an egg and be the normal cowboys when there's no pressure um they they come out slow they did not. They did not come out slow right away. Diggs got another turnover. Then we started moving the ball. Dak looked great. Four touchdowns in the first half, 300 yards. Um, threw the ball 40 times in the first half, which I don't like. But even when we ran the ball, we were effective with Zeke and Pollard both. It's a good game to rest everybody, and it's a good game to continue to keep Zeke, Pollard, Dak, and the, and the crew fresh come postseason time. And the defense looked excellent again, as they always do this year. Good job there, and also you had a you had you scored on on special teams, remember? Mm -hmm. All facets, I'm winning in all three facets. Let's bring in Kyle. Salute, Kyle. What what's going on, my man? What's up? I'm happy to be here. Congratulations on an amazing Dallas Cowboys watch along. Thank you, sir. I mean, what a game to watch along. Yeah, what a good first watch along to pick, right? You know, it's oh, we got a big guy touchdown. That's a W for everybody. I don't Very care steel, who baby. you're fan of. Anytime a big man – we had like four this weekend. Huh. Yep. It was, Marcus Lawrence and Terrence Steele. It was a great weekend for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's still – what did I tell you, though, when we did our first stream on – you were the first stream on A to Z Media Network with me. What did I tell you about the Patriots? They're going to be a playoff team. Yeah. No, I listen, I, I said this recently – if we just make the wild card, hell, if we make the divisional, I'll be happy because I don't expect I don't expect us to have making the Super Bowl. I don't expect us winning the Super Bowl uh, because I think we're still getting into that rhythm. I think we're still trying to figure out who we are, and I think we still need more pieces. I think we need an established wide receiver one. I think we need more depth at corner. You know, uh, we got banged up. We lost Jonathan Jones, and that was big. And Hell, like our amazing running back depth was bonkers because we lost James White, and then recently we had uh, uh, Stevenson was out for the weekend. So I, I, I'll be happy. I'm happy with this team. This is the best team. Like this is the most close I've ever felt with a team before, even in all the Brady years. Like this team, I'm like I really want to see them bloom and go into their own. But there are. I mean, there are a lot of teams that I'm rooting for in in the absence of a Super Bowl for the Patriots. You know, I Cowboys would be cool because my dad's a fan. Bills would be great because they need one. Bengals, mm -hmm. Bengals would be fantastic. I think that'd be amazing for them. Uh -huh. Then the Browns would hate him even more. You know, because then the Browns are the odd man out. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so much to love about this Patriots team. That's why I love I love them. You got Harris. Mac and cheese, and then big old Barmore, who's been the most, I think, underrated nose tackle in the league right now. One of the most, he, I don't understand how he slipped to the second. I don't think he should have. 
he's a first round talent by 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 far. We had oh, Ken Law and you had a bunch of other guys that were just higher graded at the combine. That's yeah. why they ended up, you know, grading out over Barmore. But he, he I knew he was gonna be something special as soon as I was watching tape and pay attention to the combine. Also let me ask you let me ask you yeah. this, Kyle. Yeah. Going forward, this uh, last today's game. Give us a recap of yesterday's game. Did okay. did Bob did um the Patriots did not get their running game going because Buffalo is atrocious against the run. And I thought Belichick was gonna run, was gonna, you know, first matchup, or was it an adjustment from the Bills from the first matchup in that in that terrible cold weather and that and you know, I think it was like a snowstorm. Um, was it a better uh performance from Buffalo adjusting to Belichick's game, or they just didn't have the running game going for them? We had the running game. That's the the problem wasn't the running game. The problem was we didn't put more effort, we didn't I would. I wanted another three throw game from Mac Jones. I wanted. Th we had Damian Harris. The man had over a hundred yards and three touchdowns. The running game was great. What we didn't have was a commitment to it. And I. Mm. I in part blame. I. I blame McDaniel's. I think he's playing far too conservatively. I think he needs to be aggressive. When we went for it on fourth down, I almost didn't believe it, because we never do. And I. I you know Mac Jones is going to have rookie games. It's it's inevitable. I think this was a rookie game. His accuracy was off. We also did not have a lot of our receiving room was just down. And the Bills are a great team with a running game that is, you know, he, uh, Josh Allen can't be your best runner on that game. All right. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're good. Maybe. Like. And one first down, they were one of ten from from three um, third down deficiency of conversion. Ugh. God, God save the AFC East if the Bills end up getting Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. They get him, they have a legit running back, and then they can just build up that front line, and they'll be scary because Diggs isn't going anywhere, and Allen has really come into his own. This okay. was a game that was close, and it should have been closer. Because uh, we know we can keep up with them, um, and I'm gonna say I'm really sad about Harry. Harry had a, showed a lot of promise. He was amazing in the run game, but you can't keep a wide receiver that's just good at blocking. You gotta keep a wide receiver that can do both. And I don't, I don't, I, you know, I gave him a shot. I gave him a shot with Brady, with Newton, and now with Jones. And it's not the quarterback not giving them ball. It's not, you know, ball placement. It hit him in the hands. Wow. You you can't like yeah, I wanted him hands, to have catch it. I I wanted him to have a breakout game so badly, and it just wasn't there. Um, and defensively, we got to let Dante Hightower go. It's his time. Okay. He's getting old. He's getting slow. He's not making tackles. I think Jawan Bentley can step up. I think we can find. I mean, we got McGrone who's been on IR, but I think he can really. I, I think we're good. Belichick will always find a way to get good linebackers. I think Bentley, I think, I think Hightower's got to go. I don't think Mills is the answer. I, I think he's a good depth player, but I think he really needs to be on that third position. Keep him in zone. He's better in zone. And, you know, injuries didn't help us. But I, at the end of the day, they were way better in every phase of the game. You know, we were given chances, but we, sh we did what we have been tending to do, which is we shot ourselves in the foot. And we kept trying to run, but we kept shooting. There were some calls I would have liked back, but 
you know, that's that's not even a Patriot issue. That's a league issue. There have been some bad calls in non-Patriot games. Uh, I mean, I can't even be that upset because as much as Patriots hate the Bills, I love the Bills because of my mom, and I want to see him win a Super Bowl so badly. So I'm glad at least we made it look close. We 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 made it seem more like a game, and... It was it was competitive. It was not. We weren't the football team. <laughs> we were not the football team. We weren't getting destroyed. It was that was unfair. Like after like the second quarter, I'm like, stop it, just stop the game. Hey, okay, let's calm down now. But but kudos to Mac Jones. He was 14 out of 32, 145 yeah. yards. But you know they 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 passed 32 times. I mean, and wow. We only we only ran it 27. We yeah, and and and, and Harris, you know, you know, Harris had 18 carries, 100 yards, 5.7 yards per for per carry, man, three touchdowns. I I don't understand where McDaniel's head is at because in my mind if we're inside the 10-yard line on the, and we're in there, it's it has to go to Harris. I don't care if they even know that it's going to go to Harris because our we just run it up the gut cuz our interior line, our guards and our center, I you nothing is going to get through them. We got uh uh, Jacob Johnson, which I believe is pronounced slightly differently, and I'm, so I'm just gonna. I think it's Jacob Janssen. Jakob. Jakob, maybe he's German, uh, and it's cool. Probably um, Jakob. He's a phenomenal fullback. We've always believed in the fullback, and you get a great power runner in Harris. I mean, it's it's. Why would you not? <laughs> like, why would you not run it when you need ten or less, like nine or less yards? Like, I'd run it every time, and they did that. Without him, he had he a catch yesterday. He, he had a catch yesterday for nine yards too. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's the same issue that I talked to you about the Cowboys having is they try to get too cute when their team is a great running game, great offensive line, two great running backs, great defense, run the ball. You know, it, it, it's, it's and, and like, but just we, we have... get we get it masked, we get it blanketed more because Dak's so good. Mac Jones is a rookie, so like you said, he's going to have those yeah, rookie games. But I think he's going to come into his own. But we have that right. running, running use back it. depth that the use Cowboys it. have. Use we, it. We have that, and I, I all I want is for us to use it until we figure out what we're doing at receiver. Because tight end's not the issue. We got that solved. I'm happy with Smith and Henry, but it's the receivers. We need to get more because Kendrick Bourne's good. Jacoby Myers is good. Aguilar's okay. Nikhil Harry is only good in the run game. And then after that, nobody. Gunner is a return guy, and Matt's, Matthew Slater is a special teams player exclusively. Like, we need uh, that standout number one wideout. That'll solve everything. <laughs> right. Right. Was in the, and do you have you have a first round draft pick this year? Am I correct? How do they yes, look draft wise this year? Okay. And need them. Um, be interesting I, to see. I know who I want them to pick. I want them to. I want them to pull a Bengals, and I want them to get an Alabama receiver. I don't think they're going to get the top guy. I want John Wetchie the third. I think we can get him. I think. I think he can do that for us. Um, and then I think we just got to focus on cornerbacks and linemen. You know. Yeah. What about um, David Bell from? Uh, what about David Bell from Purdue? He's been dubbed the next Jerry Rice. By Jerry Rice. I mean, you make a run okay. of him for the spoiler makers. So I like the story of, you know, pairing college players that balled out together, but I will trust them to get the best 
option, no matter who that is. If it's David Bell, get David Bell. It's whoever they think, but I'm all for it. Like, I, I like I like a little uh, spicy story with my football. You know, Jamar Chase going with Joe Burrow. You got Jalen Wild going with Tua. Jalen Hurts with Devontae Smith. It's cool. It makes it more personal. But at the end of the day, give, give me someone good. And give me, David give Bell. Me, and Look up I'll, his tape. I'll take David Bell. I wanted Rondale Moore this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get a receiver till the seventh. I wanted Rondale Moore. Give me, I wanted Daz Newsome, somebody. And we waited until the seventh to get one. And I was, uh, I hope Trey Nixon develops well. <laughs> I want to quickly uh, let me yeah. let me quickly salute David Piccolo. Salute to you, David Piccolo. Hope you're doing good. RT basketball and Queens Court Stephanie. Salute. Thank you for stopping by. I hope your holidays as well. Uh, many blessings to you, and I appreciate the love that you give. And, and we'll always go check out Queens Court as well. So salute to you, Stephanie. I appreciate it. Go ahead, Kyle. Thank you for for letting me. Say oh yeah, quick no, no. I'm thank you for letting me on the show. I'm just happy to be here. Uh, I wanted to give you a little fun fact. Um, I've made a decision. Uh, I'm joining the Knicks squad as a fan. I had oh, no God. team. And Why would you do that to yourself? Because I've been watching. Welcome aboard. Welcome I've aboard. Watch, I've been watching a lot of uh, a YouTube show, Knicks Nights, that's hosted by my boy Jigga. And uh, the way they talk about the Knicks on there, I'm, it's so much, it's so passionate and it's so logical that I'm like, I want to be a part of this. So now I'm looking at a jersey. I'm thinking I get Jeremy Lin. And that's the one because that, that's the biggest name from when I was growing up. Right. <laughs> Jer- Jer- I remember Lin Sanity. What a, what a two-week span that was. Well, welcome to the Knicks family. Welcome, hopefully the Jedi Sports Network. We do, I do the watch-alongs here. We do the play-by-play. And we also have the, the podcast as well. And I know Jigga Man's doing his thing there too. And yep. Fun fact, to since, him. I, since I proclaimed it, we we've gone three and one. I'm I'm thinking there's something. You're already there. saying we. Yeah, I'm already saying we. I I hopped on the train and we went three. We're, we're three and one right now. All right. Oh god. Are we are like, we gonna get are we gonna get a bing bong from Kyle? Oh, bing bong, absolutely. Look at that, guys. We got we got a Nick converter here, folks. So <laughs> let's look, yo, just for that, we need to run the thumbs up. Because oh, yeah. we got a, 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 a Nick's converter, a new fan. So let's get that thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to neither one of our channels. Give us a subscribe because, yo, this is breaking news. This is the fourth, the Jedi fourth, and, and, and the Jigga Man portal. You know, was it Frankie that convinced you? A little bit. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. You know, we had a talk on the side, and yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, I'm really thinking about becoming next thing. He's like, you should do it. It's going to be a struggle. It's not going to be <laughs> is that easy. that what he said? But, it, but they're good people, and I was like, you're right. Uh, <laughs> and Queen's Court says, "Welcome to the pain." Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, "Why would you do that to yourself?" Because um, you know, I think I've had it good for too long, and I need to, I need to humble myself. And you know, being this for a long time, I, and I didn't really follow basketball, and I've been, I'm around people that do, and I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I should watch it. Who Robert, should I follow, and Robert everyone I've talked to has been Knicks. Robert Parr, oh. salute to you. Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Z. No, go ahead. It's just a first but, um, habit. No, go ahead. Um, but you know, as far as who's your, have you picked a college team yet, Kyle, for football? Uh, for ba- uh, for football, uh, Notre Dame. Nah, oh, come on, they're not even a conference. I don't care. Come on, <laughs> I, 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 I like Kev, the Kev over here to be a Michigan fan. He's doing they're my number two. Michigan's doing, my number doing a pretty two. good job. Doing a good job. Like but, you know, I'm happy for Harbaugh, and I, I don't want to like. 
Michigan's my number two. I don't really know. I all the small schools are number are below that. Like we, I'm we, ha very happy for Cincinnati because you don't see them in the top four a lot. We're we're gonna convert you to a UCF. Golden <laughs> Knights. Oh, I am a Golden Knights fan. No, they're, they're good. They're good. They're good. Trust me. They're going to be a top you, program in the nation. College basketball, you'll hate me for this. Uh, I've been a Duke boy for a while. Oh, that's okay. RJ Barrett. You're going to like it because RJ Barrett for the Knicks, he's from he's from uh, Duke. So, I know. You know, so I, you're going to like say, that. RJ, RJ, and then, and then, RJ when, and then when Zion Williamson comes aboard to the Knicks, he's also from Duke. <laughs> yeah. And Cam, and Cam Reddish as well. So, you, you, you'll be you, you're Duke. Yeah, you'll I'll be well right represented in a few right years in. on the well, Knicks. You'll fit right in. As long as Jenny Craig's the team trainer, we'll be all right when Zion gets here. I mean, I already liked like I liked Randall and uh, Kemba before I became a Knicks fan because I I just followed players. I didn't follow teams, and then I'm like on here. I'm like, you know what? Might as well. You know, yes, in the Robert Parr with the salute. Yes, absolutely. Much respect for Zach getting that credit. It's well due indeed. Speaking a of celebration. Um, speaking of basketball, do you want to transition over to that, Kev? Or yeah, let's go. Let's go with the basketball. basketball we'll, with we'll talk some basketball. Um, uh, let's go with the uh, elephant in the room with the Alvin Dentry. Um, Zach, we'll lead you with that story. Let you lead that story. There. So, so as far as the Kings are concerned, uh, Kyle, you don't have to watch basketball very long to know the Kings are a dumpster fire. Um, oh, I knew that before I even right. started watching. So <laughs> since Luke Walton was fired, you know, due to the lack of defense, that was that was way, 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 way too far um, overdue as far as it goes for Luke Walton when he was fired. The um, Alvin Gentry from the from the Pelicans, from the Golden State Warriors, when they want to ring, you know, good assistant coach, was an okay head coach. Um, there's an article uh, broken out by ESPN. Gentry sounded off on his team saying the most disappointed he's ever been in 34 years of his basketball experience. Um, he's calling it absolutely ridiculous. It's the most disappointed I've been in 34 years in the NBA. I can honestly say that. That performance was absolutely ridiculous. We didn't play hard. We didn't compete. We didn't guard the ball. We didn't screen and roll. We didn't follow the game plan. No competitiveness whatsoever. They basically toyed with us. I'm completely disappointed, depressed, and everybody in this building should be disappointed and depressed. After getting blown out. And you just it's not every day you hear a professional head coach, honestly, on the interim basis, trying to keep a job with, with the Kings. You don't hear people say those things, you know, especially about about guys that are professionals in an eighty-two game season. I mean, what's going on with the Kings? I mean, Man, that's like, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Kyle. I'll let you go ahead. Like he's, I mean, he's the coach. I mean, even with little that I know, it it's it one. It's the Kings, and I think a, on some level, any coach or GM that goes in there knows that it's going to be an uphill battle. Um. So that should already kind of bring some kind of viewpoint if you take that job. Like, this is not going to be easy. These guys have sucked for a while. Um, being blown up by 25 points doesn't surprise anybody when you, they look at the Kings. I'm not surprised. It's the Kings. They're, they're, they're early 2000s Browns of the NBA right now. They are just bad, and everyone's gotten used to it. Um, what you got to wow us with is what are you going to do with that? You know, because at the end of the day, you're at the top. If you're disappointed in what the team is, you have to, you know, now I want to see him try and win a game. Like, if he wants to stay coach, make changes, mess around, see what works, what doesn't. If you're just going to say I'm disappointed and then do nothing, the problem, you're a part of it now. Mm -hmm. You're not part of the solution if you're going, I'm disappointed in these guys. You're the coach. 
you know but the thing is with that sorry to cut you off of no, too much Kyle it. just just from a coach's perspective because I've coached for six years not NBA yeah. of course I'm not yeah. a professional but no sure when you're you can have a great game plan you can make adjustments you can do just about anything possible but you don't play the games if you if you're not following the game plan which was part of the interview if they're not following the game plan if they're not executing it if they're not guarding the basketball if they're not playing with intensity or and, and energy and effort especially as a young team that plays off of pace and with yeah. shooting if you're not doing and if you're not even giving an effort you know what do you, what can you do as a coach to change that other than call them out and see how they respond yeah i mean I, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do, especially from uh, just a team standpoint. Like, I, whenever you see a team that's down in the dumps, I, and I would use, I'll use this year's Texans as an example. They got absolutely bonkered by Bill O'Brien, and they're winning games that no one thought they should or could. And I think the Kings need those confidence-boosting games because that's where they're at right now. Like they're just down bad. Uh, you know, people are talking about them getting rid of two of their top guys. I, you know, I think Marvin Bagley should come to the Knicks. Hey, uh, you're, hey, I got a, I got a fan on that. I've been saying that since last year. I, I love Marvin Bagley, but like, like, and he needs a fresh start. Maybe it's with the Knicks. I don't know. They need a big confidence boosting win to show that there is something to work off of. That something can go right. They can score the points. They're not like. They need to honestly just have a sit down and really think, do we want to blow it up? And do we want to just start over? Or do we want to try and salvage any pieces from this that we can? I say uh, blow it up. Yeah, they need to blow it up because they've been doing the same thing. And like I, we were talking about the Giants and, and before, hamster wheel of turds. All you're doing is running around in a hamster wheel of turds, and, and that's yep. what the Sacramento yep. Kings have been doing. In a hamster wheel of turds, they need to try something different, change the narrative, change, you know, sometimes you might have to take a step back to take three, two leaps forward, as we saw with the New York Knicks. You know, we took a couple steps back a lot. I mean, 20 years, of, uh, and now we're trying to see if we could take a step forward. Right now, stuck in neutral, and, and, and but with the Kings going forward, um, they got pieces that are enticing, you know, mm -hmm. but... I don't and and Alvin Dentry, you know, everywhere he's gone, he has, has some really bad teams though. Um, and sometimes you get a, a reputation on uh, preceding yourself. You know, um, you see coaches jump from place to place, and they think, and that's why you know they believe in him. Or, you know, at the beginning, and then you see what it is. That's why I'm another one in the beginning of the season. I don't like make Nate McMillan with the Atlanta Hawks. I don't think the Hawks mm -hmm. are going to make the playoffs because McMillan. I seen that picture, that story before with with a Nate McMillan. Good interim coach come in, get some guys going, and then you know give give him a full year, give him give him a couple, and it's just gonna go because they are like like Danny Green says they are who say they are, and yeah. we left them off the hook. You know, they are so, who we thought they were, and, and I think that's what's gonna happen here with Gentry. They just need a whole revamp, and also you know not for nothing, Sacramento or Sacramento. I call them Sacramento Kings, but the Sacramento that's not a on a sexy a, a, you know place to go play and want to go move. Taxes are high as a head coach, want to live in. You're in the spotlight of the Golden State Warriors right now, and it's just not appeasing. And, Lakers. you know, it's like, ugh, Lakers, then you know, Clippers, <laughs> and then you're like like the third, fourth option in that whole that whole state. And it's like, ugh, do you really, no matter who you, you could say Shaq owns a part of the team or whatever the case, if he's still a D-Vox, whoever they could bring, and it's like, 
man, that's that's a tough sell. If you would say Sacramento, or do I go to a, one of the actually Houston teams? Even Houston looks more because of the state taxes, young talent around them. It's like, ugh. So it's it, it's tough to see on that with with Sacramento. We'll see if they they'll be a big player to ship players around and trade. And we'll see. Keep an eye on that team. Um, I like. I would like the Knicks. You know, of course, we all would like DeAndre Fox. Me, I've been calling for Marvin Bagley for a while. You know, to come here. You know, I think he'll do really good. Six six eleven, uh, small forward who can play the power small. Or you give him in the center and who can shoot. You yeah, know, the outside crutch. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. So, Zach, what talk to me about the Los Angeles Lakers? Uh, the Lakers are a collection of talent, but not the right talent. Um, you know, you have Russell Westbrook's been second fiddle before. He's been top dog before. He's been even third fiddle at times behind Harden, even though Harden was sixth man in Oklahoma City. But it's not him as far as his ego goes. Don't blame Russell Westbrook because he, you know, he knows how to defer to Kevin Durant. So he knows how to defer to a LeBron. LeBron James, top, uh, top guy. You know, any, there's no explanation about LeBron. But Dwight Howard's been here before. All these guys have been here before and have won championships. Anthony Davis. You know, all all of those guys, they've just they've all won before with LeBron short of Russell Westbrook. And so it's not the chemistry. They all understand who they are as players. Um, they all understand who they are as as teammates and who's top dog. But the thing is, there's no shooting. And when you're playing LeBron, when you have LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, when both of those guys are most deadly is when they're surrounded by shooters and your best two shooters are Anthony Davis, who's never on the floor. And when he is, he's streaky. And Carmelo Anthony, Knicks fans know how that worked out. Um, you know, but like, and same Portland Trailblazer fans know how that worked out. Um, Oklahoma City fans know how that worked out. You know, you don't have shooting. You let go of guys like Alex Caruso. Um, you let go of guys like Kyle Kuzma, even though he was streaky. He was a good bench player. You lost bench depth, lost bench scoring. You're not getting much out of your guys that you brought back from the title run, like Rondo, like Howard. It's just a, it's just a mixed bag. Is LeBron going to carry the team on his back, or is he going to let Russell Westbrook carry the team on his back through the regular season? As talking with KPG always says, he's a Lakers fan. He says he thinks that they should run Russell Westbrook ragged because you know how good he is in the regular season, getting triple doubles, leading teams to the playoffs. Let him carry the load, and then come postseason time, let LeBron be the closer, let LeBron be the number one guy, if that makes sense, and get you to the championship. But until they figure it out, as far as just basketball wise on the floor, X's and O's, I don't. They're in jeopardy of missing the play-in. Mm. I I think with the Lakers, you 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 touch a good part there. We I don't think Westbrook fits that that, and they wanted him. They all wanted to bring him in here. Uh, they wanted him in the team. Um, something's not fitting, and also you know Kendrick Nunn has is he on witness protection? You know where is he? You know a, Even a since piece his that last they could Miami. He hasn't done right. anything in last year in Miami. He's in witness protection. You also, you know, missing a, a you know, Melo is good, but he wasn't supposed to be playing those kind of minutes for the Lakers. He was supposed to come in, play, play, you know, high pace, um, high energy type, um, from a uh, assassin, a shooter coming in for 15, 17 minutes a game. He's out there asking more than what he could really give. I think Melo could still provide a good scoring for the Lakers, but not in the role that he's being put in right now with the Lakers. Also, uh, uh um, the uh, the signings in the in the offseason 
they were too busy trying to bring so many players. They're missing the black and blue guys, like you said, Caruso, you know, and, and guys that will go in there and get roll up their sleeves, get in there, fight for the 50-50 balls, hustle, um, set some picks, you know, uh, play some some defense, you know, Cartanius Pope, another pain in the ass, you know, in there, Montrose and he's Harrell. missing. Amantris Harrow, another one. You saw, we saw him firsthand against what he did to the Knicks the other night, you know, the 23rd, and, and it was just a pain in the neck in the paint, setting screens, um, um, just being a pest, and they're missing that guys that wanted to do the dirty work that will go in there and do the black and blue, get dirty for LeBron, and let LeBron be the shining Ferrari to run right by and let these let the pickup trucks do their they'll do the whole and move, move, move the and the, the towing trucks, move all the cars out of the way so the Ferrari could run. And that's what I'm saying. They need to make Russell Westbrook part of that black and blue, part of that truck. They need to make him one of the workhorses to do all the dirty work and just let LeBron be what he is and let the rest of the Anthony Davis be what he is. Because, I mean, Anthony Davis, I mean, his rebounding, he's terrible. He's a seven-footer, and he he had a span of 12 games this year where he averaged under four rebounds a game. You're a seven-footer, and I know he can play on the perimeter, but when you're as, you can be as dominant of a force as Anthony Davis has been – you you got to get your big body in there and get some rebounds or you're or you're worthless. There's, um, there's an element to LA that I think because I've seen a lot of uh, anger on the benches on them uh, towards each other. When you have that many good guys, when you have a super team, your expe- your expectations and your you know especially with LeBron. Uh, you get you used to success, and if you don't meet that level that you know you can be, you're gonna it's gonna build up this tension of whose fault is it? Mm-hmm. You know, I instead of just we're, like because they're I can't say they're a normal team when you like they're like the Nets in the sense that they have put together a super team to try and dominate. Well, when you have a super team, you have these large expectations, so you either work harder. Or you are going to buckle under the pressure of expectations that you cannot meet because somebody is in denial or someone's doing something wrong. Like like you guys said, they're not using Mello the way that he can be successful. They're using Mello how, you know, they think will work, but it's not working. You know, and I think I saw people throwing Westbrook under the bus. I don't think it's Westbrook's fault. I think you have a lot of stars that are not playing like stars. And yeah, so it's, they're all it's, 45 years old. Exactly. Me, so they're, and they don't know ahead. how to be alpha dogs. They don't know how to be alpha dogs. And sometimes it's hard for the adjustments. And we saw that, uh, you know, not to that degree, but just a little bit with the New York Knicks, you know, with, with the alpha dog mentality. Kemba Walker was the alpha dog anyway. He went. Julius Randle now is the alpha dog in New York. You know, you also have Evan Fournier in the national, in the French national team coming off, you know, a, a really good national team run up for the front for for the night for his nation for his country and also you had rj you know i don't think rj barry was an awful dog but he was always groomed to be you know top fiddle and taking that next step and you have all those and they have to learn how to step aside and play within each other and let and make their their games fit like a puzzle and i think los angeles is going through that i think you know there's a lot of talks now trades of russell westbrook you know his name is mentioned to philadelphia was one of the names for ben simmons um new york was also um um, rumored you know so the rumor mill is starting to come out strong westbrook is an interesting piece although makes too much money but he's been moved before in the past three times i don't um would it surprise me they move him again Yes, they even had talks Los Angeles thinking about trading LeBron James, the best player in the planet right now, or the, or the third best player in, in, in the league right now. 
his name is up and it's crazy times crazy times folks yeah i, knew, I don't know anybody that would have if you would have told me the season would have went this way to, to let's just say by christmas time um i I, w- I wouldn't have wanted to believe you like the way this, yeah. this season is shaking out has just been bad with all the COVID bull crap with all the, all everybody in protocols, everybody missing games it, you know, you're, you're getting to see Joe Johnson, 40 year old Joe Johnson on a hardship. Who wants to see that? No offense to Joe Johnson. Love watching him play in his prime, but who wants to see all these guys, Isaiah Thomas come back. Really? Like, like you want to see the people that are playing. You want to see these teams play at the strength of their powers. Even being a Knicks fan, you want to see us go against a healthy Lakers team and try to beat them or a healthy Hawks team and try to beat them on Christmas Day. This season has just been a bummer. It's been a clunker. And um, I think in this new year, 2022, this season needs to finish strong. And I think LeBron James and then I think they'll eventually get it together to be in the top six and be in a playoff. I just don't think they're going to win, get to the finals. Oh no, I don't see a finals appearance for the Lakers. It's 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 so much uphill battle. You know, you got teams that are starting to play a little good, you know, and San Antonio's put on getting 44 points yesterday. You know, they 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 you know, I'm not saying they're going to be the world beaters, but the right now the the Golden State Warriors phenomenal record. Uh G Money, the notorious G Money's Phoenix Suns playing well. You know, there's a lot of good teams strong in the West um you know that the Lakers have to try to overcome and leapfrog and if these guys can't figure it out you know they stay you know before trading deadline and they stay as pat as it is ugh, i don't see the lakers getting to the nba final could they make noise in the playoffs of course when you have a lebron james anything is possible you know winning a round or two and, and he could you know he can we could tell he could carry a team he could just empty the tank out and, and just put his team on their back and take them to a western conference final and, and i think he'll run out of gas in my opinion if other guys don't step up but anything is possible with that and and right. speaking of anything is possible who in the world thought that on christmas day 12 o'clock at the world's most famous arena the bronx native campbell walker will get the first ever new york knicks triple double 10 points 10 rebounds uh 11 assists on Oof. christmas day on christmas, on christmas day, day. Phenomenal. Yeah, first Christmas Day triple double in fifty-two years. Ooh, man! And and go ahead, Cal. I was just gonna say, good for him. Like, cause I, you know, especially since I got integrated, a lot of talk of just Kemba's not playing up to that potential. Kemba's not, you know, we brought him in and he's not playing like we thought he was gonna play. And then he he does that. Granted, his triple double, like the points could have been more, but it's still a triple double. He, he did just drop forty-five points the day other day in a loss to the yeah. Wizards too. Um, but. Which a fun fact about Kemba before you keep going. Yeah. He all time history in the NBA. In the history of the NBA, he has the his teams, Kemba Walker led teams, have the worst winning percentage when Kemba Walker scores 40 points in a game out of any star. Like like let's say second worst all time is Bradley Beal with the Wizards. When Kemba scores 40 points, his teams are five and twenty-one. That's weird. Weird. Just a fun stat to throw out there. I appreciate it. I like fun stats. I'm happy to see him balling out and playing to what we want him to be, but you know, you still want the rest of the team to play what you what we think they're going to be. Because, like you just said, you know, I don't think Kemba is the go-to guy for points, but I think he's someone that can help us win games. You know, I I think I was Mitchell, who I was kind of a little disappointed in. I, I wanted more. I wanted more out of him and. uh I think a big thing that was talked about was we need more shooters, especially from the three. Yeah. 
Like, I still yeah. good for him. Like, honestly, that's a cool thing to accomplish. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, and I mentioned, and I mentioned it before on our podcast, um, that Kemba Walker for him just to take a step back, uh, and everyone's, everyone wants to attack the the coach. I even heard it on the on the on the media. Oh, Kibito didn't know what the hell he was doing by sitting. What he didn't know what he had by sitting Kemba Walker down. He came in and responded. You know what? Sometimes we need, like we're saying, things happen for a good reason. Sometimes we need to take a step back in life. Sometimes take a breather, calm down, take a breather, relax, let things marinate, let things take a breather, let let things uh, um play itself out, and then we then go go at it and, and get back up and get into the lane. And I think that's what happened with with you with. With uh, Campbell Walker, they slow them down. This is how we play. You're you're new to this to to this to the environment, the culture. Watch how this game is played. See how your teammates um adapt play on the floor without doing this and that. Now I need you to come in and you see what's missing. I need you to help me. That's the job of the point guard, the the floor general. I yep. need you guys to help me elevate all the other four players, or, or in this case. Uh, you know the other fourteen players around in this roster, elevate them to be an ex and put in a position to succeed and help their game to the next level. And that's what this is what Kimber Walker's responsibility is now. Mm -hmm. And he's excelling. He's doing and, and still a small small sample, but there's still more to see. And I think we need to allow him to do that. And if not, he's got into to me personally. I think he's got into the trading deadline to see what direction they will go. Yeah, and you want to blame Tibbs, but it's it's funny because. They said he couldn't use him, but now all of a sudden he's dropping 40 burgers. He's getting triple doubles. The team's winning games. And that wasn't all Kemba. That's also, you know, Tom Thibodeau and the coaching staff putting in great game plans. But it was a motivational tactic. We've talked about it on Kev's Return to the Next podcast. Great show. Go check it out. Um, um, we we talked about how it could be a motivational tactic. Tibbs benched him to, you know, like you just said, slow him down, um, make him realize because they were fighting at ends. And what also the point guard's job is to be an extension to the head coach, what he wants on the floor. So if you and the head coach aren't on the same page, you can't do your job as a point guard. You can't be that extension on the floor. And now that you see that he is and he's having fun, he's, he understands him and Tibbs are having great chemistry moments, high fives on the bench, just cheering each other on. Um, Kemba looked engaged the whole time he was benched as far as cheering his teammates on, being a good teammate. They both handled it like professionals and – the team is better for it, but will we see it against better competition is my worry because Kemba, as great as he is, he's a 5'11 point guard maybe with heels on. He's a 5'11 <laughs> just because he's that short. I know he's rated at six foot, but he's not six foot tall. And um, he has a small wingspan, and he's he's got a degenerative knee disease. He's not a good defender. He wasn't a good defender when he was in his prime, and now with his physical limitations – we need a we need a defensive minded team for Tom Thibodeau and for this team to be good because that's what our predicate that's what our identity was last year, and we we need to play better defense. But I like the offense. I like how we move without the ball. I like how we played more of a free flowing motion offense in recent games. We just the defense has got to get better. Trade for Marvin Bagley. And he's another <laughs> non defender, but you know he would help with the offense. But you believe with Marvin Bagley, you can't teach his size. Yeah, yeah, you can you you that that size that that'll fix some issues. Yeah, but as, as as also on the defensive end, it's about energy and heart and right. hustle, and that's all, all the questions of Marvin Bagley in in, in yeah. Sacramento. Yep. Does he show the heart and the intensity and the grit on defense? And those are things you can't teach, and that's pretty much all it takes when you're his size and as gifted athletically as he is. I honestly defense. think it's situational. I think he just give him a fresh start. Give him. I agree. Give him yeah, that passion I'm not, I'm for basketball. Get. Like, I'm not against mm -hmm. it at all. 
I think the Knicks could do that. We talked yeah. about it on, on the Return of the Knicks podcast. Kev brought it up multiple times, and multiple I, I, I times. like it. I like it. You know, I, I like the idea. But and, and I also like the idea because you're not getting into Marvin Bagley for too much. He's an expiring contract. He, he's yeah, a right. flyer. You keep him for the rest of the season. And if it don't work out, you can offer him a cheap deal. If it does, you can offer him a little bit more expensive deal or another one-year prove-it deal. Right. Um, a lot of flexibility. And and then the Knicks got a good schedule coming up. They they play tomorrow, uh, Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. Then uh, I'm actually on Minnesota, then Detroit, OKC. So there's some games on their schedule, and they're taking a break. They're getting a break, actually. You know, there is uh, for, for uh, Minnesota, no car, Anthony Towns. D'Angelo Russell just went in protocol. Anthony Edwards still in protocol. So they're top guns. They're getting them at the right time. They're playing teams and, and with covid at the right time, while the Knicks themselves are getting players back from the COVID list, we saw the emergence of RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin back in the lineup. You know, you know, hopefully Emmanuel quickly returns back. Quentin Grimes plays some good minutes and playing very well for the New York Knicks on Christmas Day. So they're getting healthy from the COVID restriction list, while other teams are starting to go on that list and, and starting to get hit by it. So we need to continue to to attack and win our games that we need to win on the road. Um, you know, they finished the year, the 2021, on the road before they head back to the Garden. And we'll keep an eye on the New York Knicks going forward if, they, you know, if the fortunes turn. And, mm -hmm. you know, that 41 loss to Campbell Walker could be a turning point, you know, yeah. seeing that he's been rejuvenated scoring-wise and can the team feed off him? Can they run the offense, you know, from through Campbell Walker and and, and let him felicitate uh, in the, the team and get everyone involved and can Julius Randle fall in line with that? Be second fiddle. Let the game, let Kemba feed him the game and let him take over when he's fed, not try to force it. We shall see, Kyle. Z, yep, anything sorry. else on the basketball um, topic um, before we, we go into we our final? It. We covered the All right, so we'll, we covered the Lakers, covered the Knicks. I like it. Well, remember, don't forget to watch um, BX Sports Jedi Network. Watch along tomorrow. Um, of Queen Core says, I absolutely love, love, love Grimes. And I'll, I'll have elaborate more on the podcast, on the Return of the Knicks podcast. I'll have to record one for the audio as well. And we have the watch along tomorrow. Uh, the Kings, Knicks, it's a big week for the Knicks. We have to turn things around. We'll see if they turn the corner. And we'll keep an eye on the New York Knicks and, and stay tuned here. And and we have to make sure that Randall gets in, like Queen Court says. And we'll see on the New York Knicks. We're all rooting for them. We all want them to win. Trust me, we want them to, the best for the New York Knickerbockers. And we want, hopefully, end the season strong and start the new year clean slate and strong again. So we shall see. So tonight, we'll go to the final topic of the evening. This is the Capital Collaboration Program on BX Sports Jedi Network, A to Z, the media network for the Sports Jedi family and our A to Z media um nation family we're going to talk the final subject which is baseball you know baseball is in the strike currently right now not much to talk about with with in with free agent signings but the new york mets meet the mets greet the mets at the park and meet the mets, the mets. they signed their 24th manager in franchise history his name is buck showalter former new york yankee manager texas ranger arizona diamondback Baltimore Oreo, a, a professional, a real man behind um, managing. No, no first string, no first um, time manager going out like Rojas and you know the pervert Mickey Call Calloway. It's now a, a gentleman, a real man, adult in the room. What's your thought, A to Z, uh, on Buck Showalter hiring for the New York Mets? Well, we did a podcast that I think was only aired on audio. I don't think it was on YouTube with mm -hmm. the, you, me, and I'm here. 
and I had mentioned back then that that the the Mets should get a Buck Showalter type head coach or head coach manager, and um, you know you had agreed, you had said that it was pretty much a foregone conclusion, and I think it was the best hiring they could have had because it's gonna bring everything to a head. And what do I mean by that? I mean that Francisco Lindor seems to be a guy that's a bit of a head case. Um, you know, they had Javi Baez in there who's not anymore, but they have a bunch of guys that are moving parts that are coming in that are big names, big egos, kind of like you guys said about the Lakers. And we said, you know, a lot of different guys, right? A lot of collection of talent, but they need chemistry and they need to ship, shape up or ship out type of thing. And Buck Showalter is a no-nonsense manager. He's gonna not just going to do analytics. He's going to trust his gut. He's going to bring you a manager that's level head that is great, that is proven. He's certified. You know what I mean? Like he's a certif- He's a great manager for a long time. Knows the game. He's forgotten more about the game than any all three of us combined will ever know. So it's it's a really good hiring for the for the Mets. And and they got Chavez as the hitting coach, I think, or the assistant hitting coach, if I'm not mistaken. But um. You know they they they're building a good staff together, and um, as long as they as long as they um, put it together and the, the the players buy in, I think they'll be a playoff team for years to come. Right, and five five questions for Buck, uh, five things that Buck Showalter needs to do. Um, Eric Chavez is the New York Yankees hitting coach. Sorry, by the Yankees, way, I'm sorry. Uh, he, the New York apologies. Yankees. We'll, we'll, we'll talk just a little bit because not not much to talk about with the New York Yankees, but. Let me let we'll, we'll go the five. My thing five important keys for Buck Showalter to, to as immediately as manager. One, he has to build his coaching staff. He needs an experienced manager. Um, you know, he has high price vets with youth. Lead, he's, he's a leader of men, winning baseball, and he's gonna he needs to pick his coaching staff. He needs to get coaching staff like you know, Bobby Dickerson and, and Wine Kirby was some of the names out there. Nothing, nothing is set in stone. Who is his coaching staff? Well, well, once the names go by, we'll bring it up. We'll do you know the Bomber Strike Back podcast, which is Yankee centric, but it's baseball in general. You know me, I cover all New York baseball and also building a bullpen. You know, you you got Edwin Diaz returning, Seth Lugo, Trevor May, Miguel Castro, those kind of names. Now they're gonna add if they're gonna add through free agency more more arms or they're gonna trade. That's another that's one of the second thing that Buck Showalter needs to do. The third thing is figure out if he's if Robinson Cano is useful on the New York Mets. If Buck Showalter has an envision, they could use a Robinson Cano or will, or will Cohen try to um, move him pennies on the dollar. Get something out of him, some some Spalding bass baseballs or, or some catcher's mitts or, or just eat, eat eat up the contract and because he has money to eat the contract. Well, we'll see if, if Robinson Cano fits the New York Mets plan going forward. And also, they need to add a starting a left-handed starter. We all know they're they're top heavy with 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 Scherzer, Jacob Degrom. You also have a um, Taiwan Walker. They have a good. They're right-handed dominated. They're gonna need to find a, a strong quality left-handed, uh, maybe an innings innings eater. And from the left side from um, for them. And also the other one, do they trade Jeff McNeil? 29-year-old um, young player. Doesn't seem it fits with the chemistry with the New York Mets or unless it Buck can make it work. Those are five questions that Buck Showalter needs to address immediately for, for, for as soon as taking over the managerial position once the lockout ends. Zach, what's your thoughts on those? Okay, just, you know, just it's – it's very simple. They got he's he's a he's a great he's a great team builder like Nick's one hundred GM says. Um, it's just he gets fired not long after. He's got to be your guy to 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 build the program. He's definitely got to get a coaching staff around him that delivers the same message he does that that, that they're on the same page. And Robbie Cano's a wild card. They might end up adding the DH 
and if they had the DH in the National League, then you got then you should keep him because he'll always be a good bat. Um, and and bullpen. I mean, they tried the free agency route with Dylan Patantis, didn't work. They tried all sorts of different routes. I think they need to continue to get their bullpen from within from their farm system. Um, maybe bring in one proven veteran. You know what I'm like a guy you know out there if there is one that's that's known he's an inning eater. He's a good guy to have in the bullpen that's been on multiple teams and shows that making that leap in free agency isn't new to him. Um, it's, they, there's so much flux of the, the rosters are so much flux right now and, and they have so much fluidity. Um, there's, it's a volatile situation. It could go wrong. It could go right. But if all I know is they made the right first step in hiring a great head coach in Buck Showalter, one of my favorites. Absolutely, Cal. Anything to add on? Because I know you're not big of baseball savant. I just... I'm, I'm. See, there's only one story in baseball that I care about right now, and it's it's not it's it's. I want Big Poppy to be in the Hall of Fame. He's leading Good. the votes right now. That is Excellent. all. That's that's all my mind's at. And and me being a Yankee fan, looking at at the Red Sox, which I don't like them, but I think <laughs> he's he belongs in the Hall he's of Fame, and I think oh, he will. He, he he will get. He will get consideration, and I think he'll be a whole a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's I guys, only, there's guys only, in that rivalry that you respect from both sides. Oh like yeah, Derek Jeter, oh, yeah. David Ortiz. No matter who you are, Yankees fan or not, Red Sox fan or not, you got to respect Big Poppy. What he's done. I'm in, a, I'm in a weird middle ground because I like the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't belong. I'm an outcast. Uh, <laughs> I grew up loving the history of baseball. And I love uh, the, the history of the Red Sox and the Yankees, so I just like okay. a, a couple watch alongs. We know we'll get a couple it. of a couple of beatings. I mean, I mean, consider I need to be welcomed <laughs> into one home, one You'll home. Well, on, on, there's on, always on, there's you always already room. went to the Knicks. You got to stay in New York City. Come on, there's always I, room. No, for, I'm still I'm still in Boston. No, what do you mean? There's, no, there's still room for the. No, you're in New York now. For you. Well, we right now the too much. As the I MLB. hide my Texas jersey, I have <laughs> yeah. so the MLB is currently in the lockout, folks. Nothing to nothing to speak about. Sides have not even sat down and met. Although when they do sit down and meet, guarantees is going to come in for a coffee order and a bagel order, and then they're going to leave. So this looks like it's going to be prolonged. So we once there's more news, we'll get more baseball news there because there's a lot of questions that we need the New York Yankees to answer. Who's their shortstop? What they're going to do? They haven't done anything. So we got to wrap up there. But before we wrap up, I just want to make one note. Um, the United States hockey team has named former New York Ranger Dan Quinn as their head coach. John Van Beesburg is the general manager. There is going to be no NHL players going to Beijing for the Olympics this year. They're going to send the amateur players. They don't want to send, they don't want to stop the NHL season to go into Beijing and, and, and not only just give them ratings in China, it's all political crap, but also they don't want also with the COVID and all the restrictions, they don't want to put their, their NHL league in jeopardy, put them in a bubble, so forth. So salute to former head coach, Ranger head coach Dan Quinn. I watched him last year. Good head coach, gonna um good luck. I'm coaching Team USA, and, and that's our – I wanted to elaborate more on NHL, but we have time prescriptions. We got places to be and things to do, so we're going to leave the stream here. So I want to thank everyone that joined us for this first inaugural collaboration of both of just talking sports, all all the sports, all the time here. Um, I salute to Stephanie Queen Squad. Queen, I'm going to get, get a hold of you so we could um, come on and do a, a, a Knicks um, round table with myself, Chef Dan and, and Z or whoever, whoever has the time they're able to. And I want to have some, uh, actually Chef Dan wants to have a, uh, a round table discussion with you. He has a, a, an idea, basketball idea that I know you'll love with his idea. I want to salute GM Knicks 100, Cal, 
Thank you so much for blessing our program and being a part of it. Always welcome to always come on and talk football. Now, Knicks, come on to the to if you want to do a watch along, just be there and, and, and laugh. You're more than welcome. You just got to hit me up. I'll send you the link. Robert Parr, the main man. Salute to Robert Parr, David Piccolo, Kelvin T. Jones, the mod cop, talking KGP. Check, check them out. Talking KGP. Check them, my friends out. Our good friend. They're on, they're on my feature on my channel. Hit them up. Subscribe. We're trying to get them also um, up in subscription like Zach. So don't forget A to Z Media. Hit those likes. Subscribe to his channel. We need a G-Man for life. Salute. RT Basketball. My main man is working out. Help you having a good workout, my main man. And White Falcon, I appreciate you. John Hoff, thank you so much out there in Canada. So salute to you. Thank you for joining us. Um, we appreciate, you know, everyone that joined us. We appreciate it. Zach, say our goodbyes and we get out of here, my man. Um, I just wanted to thank you, everybody that tuned in from A to Z Media Network. Um, and we're, if you hopefully you subscribe to Bronx Sports Jedi and hopefully the same thing we got, we collaborate with each other network and also follow, follow Kyle at KS realm on Twitter. Right. Is that right? Is that right? Yep. Kyle? Did I get that right? Okay. KS realm Kyle. Yep. On Twitter, you know, he does good things over there. Follow uh, talking with KPG help, help all these networks grow. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're all here. We're all doing it because we love talking football with each other. You know, and we love talking basketball and baseball and, and everything with each other. We, we do this for free. We do this because we love doing it. And um, we give it to you guys and we like doing it. So if you guys don't mind reciprocating and liking this for BX Sports Jedi, liking it for A to Z, subscribing to both. There's enough subscriptions to go around. There's enough likes to go around. And I, I and there's enough follows on Twitter. And I just help us reach more people because if it wasn't for all this stuff, the three of us would have never met. So if right. we could put more good people together, good minds together, more networking, you know, it would be a great thing. So just appreciate everybody for coming through. And thank you as always, Kyle. Of course. Happy to be here. All right. So we'll see you next time, folks. Many blessings. May the sports be with you. May the Knicks be with you. And we'll see you on the next time. Mm -hmm.